It's time for the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Grab your coffee, your Bible, a pen, and your journal. It's time to be encouraged. And now here are your hosts, Terry and Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Saturday morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. We've had our coffee. It's good. We're going to be talking about that. And uh, welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. If you've ever wanted to be part of a family where you're valued for who you are and you're loved, no matter where you've been, this is the show for you. That's right. And this is episode number 99. Can you believe it? We've made it to 99. 99. You see, uh, we're going to party like it's 1999. We are. See what I did there? Not going to do that. No, okay. Five signs you're too busy is one of our topics today. Oh. Yeah, we're talking about the last year of the 20th century. Since this is episode 99. Makes sense. uh, We've got a great new coffee of the day. And uh, Melissa has the word for your day. And here comes the camera. And whatever else comes up. Welcome to episode number 99. Hey. Sorry, my head was getting cut off. Oh, Grandma. Come on now. Get it right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not you, Grandma. My Grandma. She always um, cut everybody. Actually, yeah, out. and I didn't think I set that thing, but I'm going to take the credit for it. So we're <laughs> we're fine now. That's right. It's Saturday morning. It's a Saturday morning setup. We are setting you up for success today. I hope that you're on and you're feeling encouraged. But if you're not, you've tuned into the right place, and we're going to turn that frown upside down. Hey, there you go. Did you like that? I did like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. We don't know if you're here unless you type in your chat box. It's so true. We can't see you come in and out of any of the social media rooms. But if you type in your chat box and let us know where you're tuning in from, then we can give you a shout out. And we really want to know every morning what it is that you're drinking. So the question we ask is, what is in your cup? That's right. We care about what you're drinking. We care about your coffee. We care about what you put in your coffee. And if you're not a coffee drinker, why not? And also, what are you drinking? You're not in trouble, okay? You're not in trouble for not drinking coffee. We, we just promise want, we won't use your middle name. We won't we be disappointed you. in you. We're going we're gonna to love you no matter what, okay? And let's jump over to the chat box this morning and say good morning to Tina Sparks. Tina from Albany, Kentucky. Tina, bless you. We're so glad good that morning. you're on this morning. MK from Shelbyville, Kentucky, just down the street. Nothing's in her cup yet, but she's going to get something soon. That sounds and like it a plan. is going to be something lovely. Good morning, yeah. Larry hey, Buffy. Larry. He's in Wichita this morning. Good morning, mm. Larry, from Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, I think Colwich is like a suburb type of Wichita now. He That's typically he does usually. type Colwich when he's yeah. home. So yeah. maybe he's over in Wichita doing maybe something. Maybe so. Fabulous. Maybe so. <laughs> wow. So today's Saturday, and uh, we hope you guys have been getting your weekend off to a good start. We had some visitors that dropped in late last night. Early and so this morning. An early visitor this morning, a little uh, little Asher yeah, walking around. A and- little short person with <laughs> the cutest face I've ever seen. One of them. Yeah, you got her all decked out in her little pigtails. Yeah, she's ready to rock and roll. And the kids are all off doing Easter egg hunting down at Lexington today at Lafayette Church of the Nazarene. So it's quiet in the house that'll momentarily. Be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, it's Silent Saturday. What does that mean? Well, this is Easter. It's Easter weekend and Resurrection Day is tomorrow. Hallelujah. Sunday's on the way. This is the day in which it was quiet. Jesus was crucified on Friday. He died. He was buried. 
in a new tomb that belonged to a wealthy man named Jer. Uh, oh my gosh, what did I? Why about said Joseph? Something? Joseph of Arimathea. Mm-hmm. I, I combined Joseph and Arimathea in one name in Jeremy. my mind. <laughs> That's where the name Jeremathea. Jeremathea is Jeremathea. Anyways, one of the minor and so, minor prophets. This is the day that it seemed all hope was lost, right? But. It's not. God had other plans. Jesus is doing something really big on Silent Saturday, even though we can't see it and we don't hear it. He is overcoming death, hell, and the grave. He is down taking captive uh, hell and captivity. He's, He's owning and taking back the keys of the kingdom and his authority which he's going to grant to us. And so it's actually a big day. Yeah, yeah. So we celebrate today. Hey, who else is in that house? Doug Goforth, Pastor Doug in Lexington, uh, Versailles. They're headed to Purdue. Yeah, going up so to see their morning. daughter. So good morning, good morning, good morning, Doug and Say Michelle. Say hi to Sarah for us, will you? Yeah, for sure. And hi to Michelle as well. And, <laughs> right, because Sarah doesn't really know us. Well, she knows of us, I'm sure. Do you think so? Yeah, I don't well, think we're know. that famous. <laughs> I don't think we're that cool amongst the college set, really. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, we do want to greet her. Yeah. And Larry says he's eight miles from Wichita, so he works in Colwich. Ah, okay, there you go. That's so cool. It's good to know about you guys. I love getting to know you. Hey, Master Pastor Yoda. Good morning. Strength day with his trainer. Uh, (laughs) His arms feel like jello. He had moon pie vanilla in his cup earlier with Pop-Tarts brown sugar cinnamon creamer. Where do you get that? Is that that even a thing? Pop-Tarts brown sugar cinnamon. He said not too shabby. With a creamer like that, I'm wondering if you could taste the moon pie coffee. Oh, well, you know, creamer does bring out certain things in coffee that you wouldn't otherwise taste. Well, let me just be honest with you. We, too, have moon pie in our cup this morning. So you give us an intro and a segue to jump right in. That's right. (laughs) Terry and Melissa are drinking deluxe moon pie coffee in vanilla flavor right here. It is a gift from Master Pastor Yoda and Heather Hill. Ben and Heather Hill brought this back to us from Dollywood. And so let's just read about moon pie coffee. And if you're in the South, you know moon pies are a big deal. Especially with RC Cola. RC Cola and a moon pie. All right. Let's listen. This flavored coffee is moon pie flavored. This classic chocolatey graham plus marshmallow taste profile is timeless and proven in appeal, craved for generations. The original moon pie was born out of a 1917 conversation between a Chattanooga bakery salesman and an Appalachian coal miner who was looking for a tasty filling snack that would fit in his lunch pail. Nicknamed the working man's lunch, the moon pie grew from a Southern favorite to an American heritage brand that's been featured in movies, country songs, and happy family moments ever since. Nearly a million moon pies are made every day. Hey, take a break with moon pie coffee, a smooth, flavorful, and out-of-this-world coffee sure to conjure up memory and a smile. Wow, isn't that great? I read that this morning and I was like, that's worth sharing. But let me tell you something a little (laughs) bit about this coffee. I do not like marshmallows and I do not care for moon pies because I don't like marshmallows or peeps or whatever. But this is good. And it has a wonderful creamy vanilla flavor and my son-in-law was super excited to drink it this morning terry and i love it this is a good coffee dollywood two thumbs up i know it didn't probably it's come from chattanooga but that's where it was sold but it also says that it's best paired with a moon pie yeah but i'm gonna not do that 
and I'm just going to still give it five full cups. So I'm ranking Moon Pie Coffee, Deluxe Moon Pie Coffee. This is a ground coffee and it is five full cups. It's delicious. I love it. The vanilla is so nice and creamy, but it's not overpowering. It's a full body coffee. Good stuff. That's good stuff. Ben says he's pretty sure he could live on moon pies and goo goo clusters. How about you guys? I, mean, I could live on goo goo clusters. Are you guys, uh, do you, which side do you fall on? Do you love the moon pies or eh, I could take it or leave it or no, not at all? Uh, kind of like me and goat cheese, you know? Uh, but uh, some people like goat cheese. See? I but do. how about the moon pie? Yeah. You can get it in banana, banana frosted. But it's still marshmallow. It. Mm, yeah, but you can get it in chocolate But gram. it's still marshmallow. Oh, but it's so good. It's yeah. false. False and information. And if you do have it with an RC Cola, it does seem to have a different little taste to it. Well, let me just tell you this. Um, uh, since we're talking about the coffee, I'm I'm in happy. I'm in happy with the coffee. I'm just not in happy with the moon pie themselves. Well, Mary Kay says that the moon pie coffee sounds delicious. It is and good. It, okay. is. it is. And um, there's a couple other flavors that Ben and Heather brought back. Um, I'm anxious to try those as yeah. well but those are ones yeah it's They're like a single offer. pot yep yep just mm-hmm. go for that one and then so we'll probably save those for show days yeah that'll be good it's smart to do that mm-hmm. judy good morning judy sally from high point north carolina hello to two of her favorite people and hello to one of our favorite people judy about to put bacon in my oh wait on my plate sweet nectar <laughs> in her cup she got him confused there for a second i'm glad you didn't you know how i feel about the maple bacon coffee two thumbs down on that but the bacon on your plate yes 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 sweet nectar in her cup is sweet tea mk says that uh, she's never had a moon pie but she loves goat cheese i love goat cheese too (laughs) there's a restaurant in lawrence kansas lawrence kansas home of the kansas university jayhawks uh rock chalk and they have a place that has a hazelnut encrusted goat cheese salad which is so good i know you love it terry does not Mm, you want to do a little thumbnail yeah i saw you reaching here Uh, yeah let me get rid of uh, this here and uh, pop this up yeah that story about goat cheese that just that's a timeless classic there it is hold on let me fix my hair toward us i I think we get a little more real estate when we come back here we go all right so let's see here up top three two one i love the way the piano just went bring hope that was a good picture you want to do another one no i don't okay all right thank you so it's saturday and uh, a lot of people have big uh, stuff going on tomorrow maybe you've got a resurrection sunday service what is the deal with you scott um, city people he, he, larry says he loathes goat cheese so I, I don't know maybe it is maybe we just grew up around too many of those things um, you know loathe is a really strong word <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> you can't dislike it. Can you just say I dislike it a little or but loathe? He's like he gagged before. I, 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 I can relate to that. You, I, and we had we had a few goats. OK, we had a nanny goat and we had uh, I think we might have had a, a billy goat. When you were growing and, up. Yeah, when I was growing up. Uh huh. And um, we would go out to feed them, take care of them, do the, the things you do when you have animals like that. And um, I remember you could smell the oil on your hands that they, their their coat, their skin would secrete this oil. And I, it's just a natural thing, but I could smell that on my hands. But not only could I smell it in my hands, but when we had goat's milk or we had, uh, they'd make some goat cheese or whatever, that smell was still in there. It was like an oil of some sort that was permeating into the product, the byproduct of it. 
And I know you love it. I do like it. I don't smell the oil. I had to shut that little old lady down giving out samples at Sam's Club that day, though, when I found out it was goat cheese on a cracker. And I said, no. And she She said I had to take it anyway. She was offended. (laughs) I said I had to take it like I touched it. I'm like, I don't know if I really touched it, but I reached for it. He just touched the edge of the napkin, but she was not having it. This was pre-COVID, you know. It wasn't even like, oh, health standards. So I ate it. Yeah, and, and you I loved, loved it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. I didn't buy the product though because uh, I thought with a response like that from Terry, it probably shouldn't even be in the house. <laughs> no, you could have it in the house. It wouldn't be a big deal. What it's do you guys think? Do you guys all like goat cheese? How many goat cheese uh, goat cheese herders do we have? Good morning, here today? Michael Edge. Good to hey, see you this morning. morning. Maple Maple cannot wait to try the bacon coffee. Yay! Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Judy's her opinion: moon pies covered. Cardboard, cardboard covered, covered with chocolate. With chocolate. <laughs> Goat pheromones, oh. says Ben. For, for the, the blue blah 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 blah. Got to pronounce it right. Yeah. Goat pheromones. I, I, I can. That's probably. You're probably right. Scientifically, that's that's most likely. Because I can't imagine. Well, yeah. I would say something, but let's move past this. All right. <laughs> Please. I feel like we might get ourselves in trouble really yeah, quickly. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. put a guard over our mouth. Help us speak words of life this morning. Hey, um, Melissa, love the way you say oil. That's the correct way. Thank you. <laughs> um, also this morning, um, we are not only setting you up for success, but we have a few shout outs. That's right. We love to honor you when you come in the chat room. And we also love to honor those who can't come in the chat room, but listen anyways by podcast that's right we love our podcast listeners we can't see you and you can't see us but we sure appreciate that you've decided to listen to our content thank you so much for tuning in so faithfully podcast listener we love you we bless you we appreciate you a special shout out to the podcast listeners at the shelbyville postal office as they sort the mail they listen to podcasts and then they deliver it we're so grateful that you sort and deliver our mail so well every day we bless you we honor you here in the 40065 40065. Isn't it funny that we were in Shepherdsville and it was 40165? Yes. And then we found a house in Shelbyville. Right. And all we had to do was change it to 40065. Yes. That was really easy. Um, yeah. Tina Sparks used to have 60 goats. They were what? fainters. Have you guys seen the goats faint? That is so creepy. <laughs> it is in the ones that scream, hello, what's the deal? It's crazy. Yeah, that's a- um, she says she hasn't tried the cheese. Try the goat cheese. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. Well, also, um, I was going to say something. Hang on. Let me bring myself back. Okay. Here's what it was. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, We have heard just this morning that real estate inventory is very low. And it's kind of like when we purchased our house, we looked for a year before we found, literally, we searched for a year before we found a house that we either had a contract accepted on or that passed inspection or whatever. Right. Now it is again this way. And this is so unique because interest rates are so high and they're, you know, they've risen and they're probably going to rise again. And yet people are buying up houses like crazy. And our kids are in Columbus and they're having a really difficult time. They are overqualified, but they're having a really difficult time finding a house that isn't gone before they even see it. So real estate market, I don't know what it's like where you're at, but here in the Louisville area and, and Shelby County and I'm sure Bullitt County and um, up in Columbus, it's just really, really crazy. Low inventory, not a lot of people are selling and what is selling is going really fast. Wow. 
Interesting, huh? Yeah, and I remember when we that were looking. That is free information for well, you today. There you go. Just I, free. That's bonus material. That wasn't even scheduled. When in- we were looking for houses, I remember there were a few that we would look, we would schedule it to go look at it. And like the kids, our realtor would say, well, there's already Multiple a long offers. list of offers. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't even gone to look at the place yet. And uh, I think crazy. that one we looked at, they said there was like 18 offers or something on it. I yeah. That one and over basically there by the, they're by like, the forest. you have to pay over the asking price and uh. throw in 60 head of goat and a couple head of cattle <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> like you had to like sweeten the pot with stuff. Oh, and I'm man. like, dude, I got nothing but the gospel. Will they accept that? I don't know. They didn't. That's they why should. we didn't buy the house. So good morning, Sarah from morning, Maryville, Sarah. Missouri. Bless you, sweet sister. So good to see you. Make me smile every time. I see your name. Michael says white chocolate and blueberry coffee is what he's drinking. Yes. Hello. Terry Overton in the house from Archdale, North Carolina. She's drinking Dunkin' Donuts chocolate covered strawberry with Italian cream in the cup. That sounds decadent. Whoa. That that is a coffee. Yeah. Good morning, Megan from Kansas City, Kansas. We bless you, sweet sister. So glad that you're here. How is the chocolate strawberry? I've seen it, but was unsure. So what do you think, Terry? Do you love the um, Dunkin' Donuts chocolate covered strawberry? We'd love to hear your your review of that coffee. Ben would like to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, with everything that's going on, and it does feel like there's a lot, right? It's Easter weekend. There's Easter egg hunts. We have a very special surprise, surprise birthday party tonight. I won't say who for. Um, Tomorrow is our oldest daughter's birthday and it's Easter and there's just an awful lot going on. As spring is here, you guys, it's totally kicked off. The weather's warm. It's beautiful. It's a little chilly in the mornings, but it's so great. I feel like we're just off and running and I feel like we're going to run at this pace for a couple months. So Terry has a top five list today. I think we need to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was thinking as we were getting ready to, to, to kind of kick things off here and go live a little bit ago, and I was like, what is it that, uh, I don't know, is affecting a lot of us maybe? And if this isn't you, that's okay. If it's not you, bless you. Then I'll I'll, I'll take the full hit for everything here because I need to hear these things. Yeah, this is definitely for us this morning. Hey, yeah. Terry Overton says that the Dunkin' Donuts chocolate-covered strawberry is good, but it has kind of an artificial aftertaste. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like a chemically mm-hmm. aftertaste, I'd bet. Um, I like chocolate strawberries. Yeah. So I might yeah. like to try that. Good right. on you, Dunkin' Donuts. So here's five signs that your life is too busy. I mean, it happens to everybody, right? We run into a friend at the grocery store. Um, we uh, pass somebody in the hallway at work or whatever, and they say, how's it going? How's life? And you're like, busy. I am busy. But we aren't just busy. We're too busy in some degree, right? Yeah. And so a lot of us, we're living lives at 100 miles per hour and um, potentially feeling burned out, right? So uh, sometimes it's because we have these ridiculous expectations for ourselves. We don't want to let anybody down. Oh, that uh, we want to keep ridiculous. our schedule. We got to keep our word. Mm-hmm. I mean, those things are important. Believe me, they are important. But busyness is often celebrated even in our high achieving. Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know, or whatever. Get yeah. the work done. Now, hard work is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with hard work. Right. Not afraid of that. But we don't want to be lazy, right? But there's a fine line between being productive and being unhealthy, right? So let's talk about how you know if you've crossed that line. The first thing on the list is you're always trying to multitask, right? You're eating breakfast. You're getting dressed. You're putting on makeup. All these things at the same time. Listening to a podcast you're probably too busy. 
Or maybe you're sitting at the dinner table and you're checking your email and uh, you're trying to have a conversation with your family or the dog or the cat or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, uh, and w multitasking, like I said, it's a good thing, right? But too much of it is a bad thing. So we, why is it a bad thing? Because it allows us, we don't focus as much on the things that are important and we're not present in those conversations. So think, how do we fix that? I think that we lose intentionality when we try to multitask. Yep. And and I also have this like crazy aversion to phones at the table. When we're mm -hmm. when we're gathering together and we eat a meal or at least two most of the time together yeah. as a family in our home still yeah and um phones at the table not okay right leave them in the car when you go into a restaurant that's yeah. a, that's a good way to do it yeah um and here's an idea to focus on one thing at a time try it just try it i know it sounds scary it's like oh man uh, it's outside of my box but here's an idea for one week or maybe just try it for one day, two days, whatever. Commit to doing only one thing at a time and see how much mental clarity that it gives you. Mm. Only doing one thing at a time, right? Talking on the phone, trying to put a load of laundry in and doing something else when, you know, questions come. I mean, those things, there's distractions in there. So just one thing at a time, it's hard. Uh, how about this? If you don't work at home, leave your work at work, right? That's a hard thing to do for a lot of people. And if you work at home, Get up and get away from work for a little while, okay? We'll talk about that one again in a little more detail. But it means no checking email and preparing for meetings when you're trying to do other things and all the stuff, right? You get the picture. The second thing that you can tell, uh, five signs that you're uh, too busy, you're exhausted <laughs> and you're overwhelmed, right? <laughs> Sleep is one of the first things to go out the window on our schedule when we do that. But sleep is not optional, right? We need our rest. Somebody said that it's like a daily power wash for your brain. Mm. Yeah. What if this, what if you actually felt rested when you woke up in the morning? You know, those scenes in the Disney movies when the, like Snow White wakes up and the birds are singing and everything's just all great. And you know, that kind of a day. When was the last time you had one of those kind of days? Right? What if you don't nod off during the day or feel like I got to have six more cups of coffee in order to make it through lunchtime? And what if you weren't overwhelmed by the thoughts of not getting enough sleep? Did you know that you're even, you, get, you even get overwhelmed by thinking about how little sleep you're getting? Hmm. So make sleep a priority. They say we need seven to nine hours of sleep. Uh, some people that varies. They at the average would be 168 hours per week. So how do we figure out if we're getting enough sleep? Well, you can try to total up the other activities that you already know you have on your schedule because you've made time for meetings and time for this and for that. Uh, and then see if there's 168 hours left in there somewhere for you to actually get some rest. Just a little mathematical thing. Mm. The third thing, how we know we're too busy is uh, we have to schedule things weeks in advance. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like, what are you doing? Uh, well, I, I can't put it on my calendar until next month, right? If you're saying no too far out in the schedule, you're probably too busy. So here's what you could do about it. Make time to schedule the free time. Schedule that downtime, schedule the rest time. We don't do that very well, I think, uh, personally, uh, because we're always trying to help everybody else with all their commitments. But nobody's going to say no for us. Right. It's okay to say no. That should be on the list. It's no okay not to say it's a not naughty a naughty word, word that's right? right? Say no to being overcommitted, right? If you've got plans every weeknight, take a hard look at your calendar and see if there's anything you can get off your plate to create more space for downtime. 
good. Right? Yeah. The fourth thing on the list of five reasons or five ways you may know you're too busy is you have a hard time focusing and enjoying the moment. We talked about this yeah. one a little bit ago. Uh, it's amazing that we spend time on our devices, catching up on email, text messages, uh, just checking on the news or maybe social media, whatever it is. It sucks a lot of our time out of our, our day. So uh, maybe less screen time, you know, taking a focus break, praying. Here's a, here's a novel idea. Yeah. Let's pray, right? Set the phone down, put it face down and just pray for a little bit. And maybe, maybe pray about, well, Lord, help me not pick that phone back up to see if somebody else has clicked a message to me or whatever. Mm. And the other one in this one was uh, learn to control wandering thoughts. You know, the Bible says to take every thought captive, yep. right? Why yeah. would he say that if it wasn't important? True. So here's a little, here's a little fun little challenge. Pause for one second, for just a few seconds here with the, do this with us right now and use your imagination to pretend there's an elephant sitting in a metal folding chair across the room from you. An elephant sitting in a metal folding chair across the room. Do it right now. Did you do it? Yes. If you did it, then good news. You can control your thoughts, right? My elephant was pink. Hey. And had red toenail polish on. <laughs> That's what popped into my uh, mind. That's good. That's I'm good. Just, that's where it went. Well, you just proved that you can control your thoughts. So start doing exciting. it more consistently and intentionally. The last thing of five signs that you're too busy is you never take time off. Working through lunch. No breaks. You don't remember the last day that you had nothing to do. Wow. Right? We need to stop running on <laughs> overdrive. The world isn't going to fall apart, contrary to our own popular belief in our minds. Uh, everything is going to still be okay if we just rest, just for a little bit. I mean, even Jesus took time to rest. Amen. Took time to get away, it's to talk true. with the Father, yeah. resting, got away from the crowds, got yeah. away from the busyness of life. Amen. If you never prioritize rest, it's probably time to step away from your work. Okay, just the summary. Walk away from the computer, put your phone down, take a focus break. You know, that's when we get up from what we're doing and we go yeah. walk and uh, go outside or whatever for a couple of minutes. But learn to protect our time. Okay, okay. slow down, multitasking, get plenty of sleep and rest, and it's okay to say no. That's really good. These mm. are great. <laughs> Five signs. That's, that's, there's probably more, but uh, those are some pretty good ones. I like this. What do we got going over here? I like this. Well, first of all, if you'll roll up just a little bit, Pastor Richard's in the house. Good yeah. morning, Richard Limkiel from Hiawatha, hey, Kansas. He Pastor said, I'm Richard. in trouble. I forgot my coffee at home. Oh, no. You're not in trouble. <laughs> and um, Thomas says that he's going to add real strawberry preserves to his coffee and maybe a Hershey's there you kiss go. or two. Hey, Sarah Bick said, if she does this, nothing will get done. <laughs> I understand that feeling, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. And Terry Overton says, keywords, email, social media, internet, these things have become intrusive in our lives and it has become a danger for our lives and relationships. Yeah. And then she put phone mm -hmm. and Judy Sally said, phones, amen, sister. Yep. Ben said he was just thinking, I've never seen an animal try and multitask. I might be wrong, but thinking sometimes nature shows us how to do things the way God <laughs> intended. They also plan less and trust more. I think that's really wise. That is true. Ben said his chair was flattened when he imagined. <laughs> his elephant across the room. I was going to ask the question if anybody uh, saw that because that was what I was thinking. I was like, that's a really st sturdy chair. Judy said, sleep, power wash for my brain. That explains everything. You know, it's true. How about this? When you, something seems so big and it's like an overwhelming problem and it just breaks your heart or makes you angry and you sleep and you have a really good night's sleep, it never seems like a big deal in the morning. It's always a much less problem. Is that... 
the correct term. Much less it's, of a problem. It's not that big of a problem when you sleep on it. It seems like mm, it just sort of mm-hmm. puts things in perspective. Yep. So rest is critical. Yeah. It's kind of like if there was a, a, a not optional uh, thing on when you get ready to send that email of it holding off, you can't send it for like five minutes before you've reread it a couple of times. Do I really want to send that? You know, Some of us need that function. Yeah. I, That'd be I, good. I don't know that I was talking specifically to me or anybody else, but some of us need that function. <laughs> just in general, right? Can in I say general. That? Yeah. I understand. All yeah. Right. Hey, if you're just tuning in, this is The Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Our Hello. website is thegoodmorningshow.tv. Yeah. And on our website, you can find um, episodes that we've previously um, live streamed. We've live streamed. This is our 99th episode. 99. In 98, it was Thursday Night Live just a couple of days ago. We did the getting to know you questions. Always a good time with that. We talked about the year that was 1998. The word for your day came from Proverbs chapter 6 since it was April 6th, the day of the month. And uh, you can find all those web episodes and different things like that on our blog at thegoodmorningshow.tv. You can also go to the videos page there and a jokes of the day. We had a joke of the day, which I need to get designed up. We had two jokes of the day on Thursday night. And they were good. Yeah. And I need to get them on the website. And also, I really want you to go over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We need subscribers. The more subscribers we have, the more people see our videos and the more people that see our videos and our live streams hear about Jesus. So that's really important to us to get the word out to everyone we can about the empowering, saving, life-changing message of Jesus Christ. And so if you don't mind, go to the Good Morning Show YouTube channel, hit subscribe, hit the bell for notifications so you know every time we go live, every time we upload a short or any other video, and you don't want to miss it. We really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much. Good morning, Martina. Martina in from Albany, Kentucky. Yeah, good morning, Martina. We love you. Hey, Martina, what's your special today? Martina has a great little diner and restaurant, and it's so good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious what her special is. I don't have time to drive all the way down and have lunch, but I'm going to, in my mind, think about it because Terry taught us how to control our thoughts. <laughs> well, if I was going to be doing that myself, I would be trying not to think about that triple grilled cheeseburger. I knew that you there. were going there. <laughs> I knew that was on your heart. It was so good. I mean, you know, it's one of those Poor things you Martina. don't get in a lot of places. Every time you see her, that's what you think of. No. Is that burger. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. No, not really. Well, it's worth thinking about. It is really good. Actually, I, I think her about their, food is fabulous. Their beautiful family and uh, just their heart for Jesus. It's really they are really amazing. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she is a good cook. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. so true. Hey, it's Saturday, and we're setting you up for success today. At least I hope we are, and yeah. I hope we're setting ourselves up for success today. What does success look like for you? What it looks like for me is total obedience to the Lord in his word, by his spirit. That's what success looks like to me. And this is such a huge weekend for the Christian. This is like our time to shine. This is the mother of all holidays, right? This is Easter. It's when we focus and we think we prepare our hearts leading up to in the Lenten season. And then we prepare our hearts during and afterward as we look forward to um, the day of Pentecost and the Ascension. And it's like spring is for the Christian, right? Martina says they don't have specials on Saturdays because we close at 12. But this past week, they had some awesome specials. I'm sure they did. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Is this the word for your day music? It sure is. Hey, if you're just joining us, 
Good morning, and welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa Wright. We're so glad you're here. I want to encourage you today by the Word of God. I'm going to do something just a little bit different today. Oh, see, I when I come over here to read, I get out of the screen. Let me see if I can adjust this so where I can read well. This morning, I just want to read. I want to read. Um, I want to read a whole chapter to you. Not a whole chapter. How about just a good portion of one? How about just half a chapter? I want to read to you the day of resurrection. I want to read you the story right out of the Bible, right out of the Gospel of John. Um, and while I'm doing this, or right after I'm doing this, we're going to take a look at a video um, of the actual tomb. They assume, they think, to the best of their ability, um, a, a Jesus tomb. So um, Doug says it's Michelle. Doug is driving up from the grave. He arose. Hey, I want to talk about Easter songs after we're done with the words. So don't go anywhere, Michelle. I want to talk about these. This morning, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. I just want you to hear the story of Sunday, the empty tomb. John 20, we're going to read 1 through 18. John 20, 1 through 18. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark, and she saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. And so she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and they were going to the tomb and the two were running together and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first and stooping and looking in sorry I can just imagine this scene can't you I could just imagine John stooping down and looking in. He saw the linen wrappings were laying there, but he did not go in. Simon Peter, therefore, oh, I can't even read because of the tears in my eyes. I'm sorry. Simon Peter, therefore, also came following him and entered the tomb and beheld the linen wrappings lying there, the face cloth, which had been on his head not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. So the other disciple who had first come to the tomb entered then also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. So the disciples went away to their own homes, but Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping And so she wept and she stooped and looked into the tomb and beheld two angels were sitting, one with the head or one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. And when she had said this, she turned around and beheld Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned, and in Hebrew she said to him, Rabboni, 
or Rabbani, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, stop clinging to me. I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascended to my father and your father and my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he has said these things to her. Wow. Wow, I did not expect to get all emotional, but I am not ashamed. I cannot believe what it must have been like. First of all, John is so cool, right? He always refers to himself as the um, the disciple Jesus loved. He doesn't ever say John. He says the disciple whom Jesus loved and Jesus loved John so much. And he said the other disciple ran on ahead of Peter. That's how he talks about himself. And it's like, John, you're bragging because you ran faster than Peter, right? <laughs> And he gets to the tomb. Oh man, I'm a mess. He gets to the tomb first and he looks in, but he stops. He didn't, he didn't go in. He just stooped in and he looked and he knew he was gone. And what happened? But Peter, Peter, who's aggressive and Peter who charges right in, right? He goes in and he sees the linen cloth wrapped up by itself and he sees the grave clothes laying there. And then John enters. And what does it say? It says he believed. He believed. And I want to think, come on, if I was one of those disciples or if I was Mary, the minute I saw the empty tomb, that his words would have resonated in my heart and I would believe that he was risen. I wouldn't question. I wouldn't wonder. I want to be like John. I want to be the beloved who knew, who believed when he saw the linen wrappings and the grave clothes. I want to have that kind of faith. I don't know. If I would have believed, I might have been skeptical like Thomas. I might have doubted a little bit like Peter did at the beginning. I'm not sure how I would have felt. But today, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus has risen. He is not only risen from the grave, risen from the dead, but he's ascended to the right hand of the Father and he is waiting to return, to return a king. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about Easter. And I am not a bit ashamed that I get all bally. I didn't expect that to happen. I couldn't even hardly read the words. I'm sorry about that part. But you know, I'm so excited that Jesus loves us so much that even when we do doubt a little bit, even when our first response isn't utter belief, he brings us along, doesn't he? What did he do to Thomas? He said, see, see, feel my hands, touch my side. He said, feel and know that I am he. Oh, he's so good to bring us along and help us to believe just a little bit more when we have doubts. And I'm so grateful that doubts do not mean that we don't have faith, right? Doubts sometimes are present. That doesn't negate our faith. It doesn't negate our belief, especially when we cling to belief stronger than the doubt that's present. So I just wanted you to hear the resurrection story. You're going to hear it tomorrow, I hope. I hope. I don't know who's preaching where you're going to be at. And I don't know. Maybe you're the one preaching. I just know that it's worth reading and hearing every single Easter season. We need to be going through the message of the passion. Whether we're hearing it um, from the pulpit, I think we need to be reading it ourselves. And I want to have the kind of faith of John. I just want to believe.
That's good. Larry says, no apologies needed, Melissa. I'm pretty much a mess every day. <laughs> and Judy says, uh, Melissa, please never apologize for having a tender heart open oh. to his word and his spirit. And I think Ben says it best here. He says, our emotions over that which we have not seen or experienced have to come from the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord how he makes his word so real for us that we can experience it from his perspective. That's so good. <laughs> You know, reading that, there's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my mind. This is not some archaic book of fiction. This is real. This is a historical telling of actual events. And I almost feel like I could just, you just said it. If I can imagine a pink elephant with red toenails in a chair across the room, I sure can imagine what it must have been like in that garden tomb to bend down and see the wrappings and the grave clothes lying empty and know the Lord Jesus had kept his word and had risen from the dead. Hallelujah. If we can picture an elephant, we sure can picture a risen savior. That's right. Mary Kay says he's our living God and King. He yeah. is alive. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. That's so good. I'm so grateful for him. I'm so thankful to him. What a sacrifice. Wow, what a sacrifice. I was kind of hoping Janice was going to be on here this morning uh, with us. Uh, She'll watch it later, I'm sure. Uh, Janice was on the trip with us when we went to Israel in 2019. And, um, well, you'll see Janice. She'll have a little short little shot in this little video we're going to share with you. This is us entering the garden tomb. Uh, at the place where, well, as you'll see, uh, how they've uh, determined what it is here. So. Guess what? Mm. Uh, spoiler alert: we didn't we didn't find his bones there. He wasn't there when we looked either. <laughs> it's, it's empty. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's check this out. All right, you guys ready? Here we go. We are here at the garden tomb. This is the entrance. There's such a strong argument archaeologically that this is the place we just left Golgotha, um, entering the tomb. can see our friends here taking a trip with us. This is an archaeological dig and it is verified through the Israeli Antiquity Department that it is of the time of Jesus, so at least 2,000 years old. And that will leave you with this vision of an empty tomb. John chapter 20, the resurrection. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb. We do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. And the disciples went back to their homes. 
I didn't know. That? I didn't realize when you read John chapter twenty that you read as much as you did. I'm sorry. I should have picked Matthew. I could have. No, I could have right. read one of the other gospels. But you know what? It's John. Like it's John's version, and it's so full of I don't know love and emotion and personal. You could just tell that John was like the inner three, you know, you can just tell in his writing. I, yes, I can anyway, maybe I think I can. So sorry about that, man. I love that. It's all right. It's quite all right. You guys, um, did you hear that other group worshiping Uh outside the tomb? Yeah. Singing. He is exalted. They were Korean. Yeah. But they were singing. Were they singing in Korean or were they singing in another language? Yeah, it was. I'm sure it was. was. Well, and the cool thing was, is that when we were in the garden there, we had a a wonderful uh, guide, a tour guide who took us through all the different places and explained a lot of the different things. But as we were there, there were other groups there who were singing and worshiping in this area. And uh, we sat, we took communion. And uh, those other groups were uh, in their own languages, uh, praising God. And so it was, it was a clearly an international event. Event. And, well, and the it's the English the world. It's the England. England actually, um, the United Kingdom actually operates and owns that particular area. Um, there's a that's a long story about why there is English um, rule in some of the areas of Israel, but there is, and um, they actually um, run this. So our guide in that that time at that time was an English woman. She was a lovely woman. Yeah. And our archaeological guide for the entire trip was with us. And he was so he was so honoring of her. Mm-hmm. And he let her share and everything. And I kept going, is she right, Omer? Is that right? I would whisper. And Omer's like, yes. He was born there. So <laughs> yes. And yeah. he's 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 Hebrew. He's an amazing man. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, woo. Uh, we'll put a link in our show notes for this episode. If you're interested in looking into trips to Israel, um, the organization that we work with, Becoming Love Ministries, uh, sponsors a couple of trips, at least one trip a year. There's two right now on the books. Um, one is full, but they have a waiting list in case of cancellations that had, leaves in September, right? Yes, but we have yeah. already had a cancellation and we've already gone to the waiting list. Yeah, so okay. it's not unheard yeah. of so if you, you want to go really quick, but if not, May of yeah. 2024. Yeah, and I could just mention it, becomingloveministries.com slash Israel, I think will take you to the page that's currently up, and we'll be replacing that page soon with uh, the new updates for the trip for May of 2024, if you're interested in that. And And I know I've said this before, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I know I've said this before, and um, we talk about this frequently because it was a trip of our lifetime, but we one is not enough. We want to go back. back. (laughs) Um, We aren't actually scheduled to go in 23 um, as part of the team this year. I don't know if we'll have an opportunity to go in 24. Perhaps I do not know, but I will say this: if there's any way possible, save, sell a car, sell a boat, do something big to set money aside to go. It is life changing. Um, you'll never read the Bible the same again. You'll yeah. love it more. You'll 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 have pictures in your mind of every story, all the way from the Old Testament through um, to the to Revelation. I still literally. have pictures in my mind of Kathy West standing on the, the banks of the Sea of Galilee, where uh, Jesus uh, was yelling out to the disciples, where they believed that that happened. Because <laughs> there's only a couple places 
along along the land areas where you could that could be possible. Yeah. So they've kind of got it narrowed down. But she's yelling hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, she just, did it in the Kidron oh. Valley also. Oh yeah, everywhere there, we went in the, like. the Muslim call to prayer happens, and it's very obtrusive yes. when the speakers play. And when they started doing that, she started yelling hallelujah over the uh, Kidron Valley. Yeah, it was yeah, so awesome. Yeah, Whoa, yeah. you guys, it was such a great place. Martina says that uh, they're wanting to go so bad they want to walk where Jesus oh, walked. It's, yeah. It's yeah. quite a thing. Yep. And uh, Megan says, May 2024, I want to go. Yes. She said she wants to go when we go again. Oh, so. man, I hope we get to. And we would love to host another trip. And um, and we, we hosted in 2019. And mm-hmm. it was life-changing for us. And we do want to do that again. I will tell you something, though. If you're like me, if you're the tribe of criers, you guys, just, just bring your hankies. Because I pretty much balled my way through Israel. And it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was it awesome. It was really good. Really, really yep. good. And the food... Um, the food was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. The All coffee right. wasn't bad either. Hey, they have a lot of countries do instant coffee, and I'm just like, instant coffee. But it was yeah. really good instant yeah. coffee, and I drank it. Of course, you know I drink it every day. Judy's got an insight here. She says, imagine what John thought. He had last seen Jesus hanging naked on a cross, and now John sees he is gone. He's alive. The wonder of that. Just the picture of him stooping down, running ahead and just stopping and stooping down and looking in there. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what he was thinking. You know, this may be an appropriate time for you to, for us to share something. I'm sure we're totally off topic. No, go ahead. Okay. I apologize. We've still got a little bit of time here. You know, Terry and I have spent our lives traveling together to share um, the good news of the gospel, which is probably why we had to talk to you about busyness, because we have this urgency within us to never turn down ministry and an opportunity to share Jesus. And it sometimes overwhelms our own good sense. Seriously, sometimes overwhelms our own body. Um, But we just we just think that it's worth it giving your whole life to this message because there's nothing that will change your life. There's nothing that will save your life except for Jesus Christ. There's nothing. And so everything else is either a false representation or it's a trick and deception. It's only Jesus. And so because this is the message of our life and the message of our heart, we travel a lot. And one of the things that we've um, done when we've started traveling is sometimes we will listen to audio books together. And Terry and I have been working our way through a book for a really long time, um, and it's a Lahey. Story of John. It's the Lahey and Jenkins fictional account of John, of the Gospel of John. But it's 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 about the story and the life uh, of the of John the Beloved. And um, there are a lot of liberties taken, but it is true to Scripture so far as you listen to it. It doesn't deviate off the truth, but yet it, it, it does add, uh, you know, it embellishes fictitiously some storylines. Yeah, there's no perversion of the scripture. Nope. It's just filling in some gaps that maybe we wouldn't have thought of that might have led to that conversation, uh, such as when uh, when the guys were like, you really asked him that? When yeah. We were talking about John the Baptist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it was it's really good. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Terry and I have been listening to that, and we listened to that Thursday of this week together, and oh man, we just really, really enjoy, um, we really enjoy listening to that. We've listened to some other stories, um, biblical stories, stories in, in, in novel form. And it gives you uh, an incredible appreciation because you begin to learn the culture of the time and it helps you understand
understand the word a little better. And that's kind of like the trip to Israel. It helps you see and understand the history, the culture, the culture now. And it gives you an indication of knowing the heart of the father better. And so all of these things to me lead to a greater intimate relationship with the Lord. And so that's growth. Nick Stewart, good morning. Happy Resurrection Sunday. A little early to you too, brother. We bless you. We're so glad you've joined us this morning. Hey, and we're glad you've joined us. If you're just tuning in and you're wondering what all this blubbering and crying and all this scripture and everything's about, it's us encouraging you in Jesus. And I'm so glad that you're here on the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Welcome. That's right. Our website's thegoodmorningshow.tv where you can find all the videos, social media links, all the different stuff related to what we've been doing here for 99 episodes so far. Number 100 is coming on Monday morning. Can you believe that? Monday, Monday. Monday morning motivation. That's number 100. Now, uh, we were just talking about this, our one year anniversary of actually doing the shows. We started our first show on April 25th of last year. Yes. And April 24th will be our one year anniversary because that'll be another motivational Monday. And so we'll do that on our 100 or, uh, or not 100, it'd be about like 106 or well, something like that. Well, here's, so. the, here's the deal. 100 is going to be a big party episode. And then the last episode of this season, and we will start season two. Um, right. After that will be April 24th. That's the final season finale of yep. season one. I don't know what that means. There's not going to be a cliffhanger, but it's sure to be entertaining. <laughs> and then we're going to start season two because the Lord has not told us to stop. And so when the spirit is leading, it's go, go, go in Jesus until the spirit says stop. And so far, we don't hear a halt or a stop in our spirit. So we're just going to keep on going with the Good yeah. Morning Show in season two, year two. Yep, that's for sure. This is episode 99. And uh, as per what we've been doing the last uh, several dozen episodes, a couple dozen anyway, uh, we've just been highlighting some things that happened in the year that coincides with the episode number. And this is 99. We're not sure if we're going to go past into the 2000s or not, but uh, we've kind of talked about we're going to shift some gears, do some new things here for our new season. Uh, But uh, in 1999, in the news, there was this worldwide worry. WWW, what did that be? Remember? Y2K, it yeah, was all the rage of everybody worrying about the computer bug. It was it was stupid, but we were. Well, we didn't know. We had never been there, and they thought that the clocks in all the computers were going to not be able to you know, be compatible with all this. Yeah, but do you remember? But, we were like stockpiling oh, water yeah. and People, stuff. Oh, food. People were prepping, putting stuff in storage. I know, because we didn't know what was going to happen. Right. But now we know. We know how the story ended. Y2K was a bust. Um, and, uh, you know, they thought it was just going to be the end of it all. And I did instead have, it was just a beginning. I did have a good water stockpile. For did a you while. have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, the price of a postage stamp in 1999 was 33 cents. You could send a letter in the mail. Good old fashioned lail, mail. Snail uh, mail. Snail mail. Mm-hmm. The cost of a Super Bowl ad in 1999 was $1.6 million for your little commercial. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Napster debuted that year in digital music platform. Uh, the Sony Discman. You could buy a Discman for $59. Yeah. People were still playing CDs, right? And a 64-pack of Crayola Crayons, $1.79. Did you have a 64-pack? I had, uh, I can't remember, was, it, was the 64-pack the one with the, the sharpener? Built-in sharpener. I had I never, I yeah. never had the big pack. I Well, I don't think I did. My mom didn't buy us the big packs because you know the school would put out a list and tell you. <laughs> right, I know right. that seems silly, but I always envied the kids who had the 64-pack with the built-in sharpener. Oh, yeah. No, it and was the good. ones with all the different shades like periwinkle. Oh, periwinkle. Right? 
Love now that's there. a that's a color you don't hear yeah. very often. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Lisa. Good to see you, morning, sweet Lisa. sister from Archdale, North Carolina. That's right. Happy Easter to you. In 1999, the Screen Actors Guild also uh, was on strike, right? And they prevented the use of live actors in advertising. So, needing an ad campaign and uh, doing this, they uh, an insurance company turned to CGI, computer generated uh, graphics, to replace the actor in their commercials. And the Geico Gecko was born seriously 1999 yeah because wow, of a, i didn't because know of the, he was that old because of the screen actors guild strike that's also hilarious yeah because he's so cool i love that he little is. gecko and he's hey, still good around. morning john jersey hey john jersey uh also uh let's see uh, top 10 baby names people were naming their kids uh the girls emily hannah alexis sarah samantha and boys was jacob michael matthew joshua nicholas some good names there still yeah. around i uh I had a baby, not in 99, in 98. Yeah. And I did not name her any of those names. (laughs) Her name, Taylor. Taylor. (laughs) Taylor Jewell. In odd news, Joan Murray, check this out, survived a nearly 15,000 foot fall when her main parachute failed while skydiving. Oh my. Yeah, Doug, go forth. You're going to love this. He was talking about the only way he'd go skydiving is in his dreams. <laughs> she landed in a fire ant mound. Oh. All right. And numerous venomous stings from these fire ants caused an adrenaline rush to keep her heart beating long enough for doctors to, to arrive and to assist. Dude. Isn't that crazy? The Nature. fire ant saved her life. Taking care of another. Jesus right? saved her life. That's crazy. And something we, we mentioned uh, in last episode, Google was formed in 98. Uh, in 1999, Google brought in 16 students to test out their search engine. And remember the search engine, when you type in google.com, all that comes up is the little search bar, right? When they reached the site, they sat still for 45 seconds, just staring at the screen and worried. Google finally said, what's wrong? And the students, all 16, they responded the same. They were waiting for the rest of the page to load. But now we know oh, it is, you know, just the search engine. That's funny. Yeah, it is. Also in 1999, the boy bands were in uh, groups like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Uh, New Kids on the Block were kind of, they, they had just uh, broken up and done a Greatest Hits album that year. But, you know, everywhere you turned, you'd uh, you'd hear that, uh, I want it that way. Tell me why, right? By the Backstreet Boys. Um, and in uh, 1999... The movies that we were looking at was uh, The Matrix, Toy Story 2, Disney's Tarzan, and Stuart Little were some family shows. But on Tarzan, the 1999 Disney film Tarzan, Phil Collins, okay, he did the musical soundtrack, sang all of his own songs for the Spanish, French, Italian, and German translations of the soundtrack. Wow. He sang them all in that language. He languages. is so talented. Isn't that cool? Yeah, and that's a good movie and a good yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, that's for awesome. sure, for sure. On the radio, we were listening to Cher, TLC, Whitney Houston, Britney Spears, a lot of Christina Aguilera. This was the year for them. Ricky Martin, La Vida Loca, you know, Destiny's Child, all that stuff. Uh, so we were dancing. We were doing a lot of moving, weren't we, in the aisles at the grocery store. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that year, finally, Billy Joel, yeah. one of my favorites, got in. I, and, mine uh, too. Classics like Curtis Mayfield, Paul McCartney, Del Shannon, Dusty Springfield, and Bruce Springsteen, and the Staples Singers were all inducted that year in 1991. My dad loved Billy Joel. And oh, yeah. so I grew up loving Billy Joel because dad loved Billy Joel. And Brett oh, yeah. grew up loving yeah. Billy Joel because I love Billy Joel. That greatest dad hits album. Loved, uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah, man, we had a, we had a good time. Yeah. I, I, I still love. Yes, Billy Joel's a classic. Music. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, in 1999, there were toys inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Huh. How about this? Barbie. What? Of yeah. course. 
Crayola Crayon. Yep. Erector set. Etch-a-Sketch. Frisbee. Hula Hoop. Lego. I think they were making up for lost time. Maybe this was the first year they actually have done it. Lincoln Logs. Marbles. Monopoly. Play-Doh. Radio Flyer Wagon. Roller Skates. Teddy Bear. Tinker Toy. Viewmaster. And Duncan Yo-Yo. All toys that I know we most of us probably enjoyed. Wow. Did you have a favorite in that list? What was your favorite? Um, I really loved Etch-a-Sketch, although I wasn't uh, very good at yeah. it. Um, but I'm a sucker for Barbie. And I, so I've i already kind of told you a little bit that I also love a fresh box a Crayola crayons. <laughs> especially cool those, those scented ones, right? Well, especially the ones with 64 colors and a built-in sharpener. Yeah, there you go. I like the names of the cray- <laughs> of the colors, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. On TV, we had debuts of um, Family Guy, The Sopranos, SpongeBob SquarePants, Law & Order SVU, The West Wing. TV was getting more serious, darker, more drama was on. And I don't know if that was because it was the end of the... the, uh, the uh, the 1999 was the last year of that century, of the 20th century. Think about it, right? And we were really, who knew, right? Millionaire. I mentioned this in episode 98, and I have to uh, I have to put in a little disclaimer. We said that it was uh, launched in September of 1998. That is true, but that was on the BBC network. So the British version was first, oh. and then picked up in America in 1999 with Regis Philbin mm. as the host there. And so uh, in August of 99, it actually went on the air here in the United States. Fashion trends. Let's talk about these before we go. Business casual over traditional suits, right? Yeah. And tattoos, body piercings, they were practically required. You saw them everywhere. That was the year, I think, that I'd had my tattoos for about six or seven years. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, they're not special anymore. Everybody's got one or two or six <laughs> yeah. or ten. And I'm like, oh. And then then everybody who didn't have one was special, right? Uh, let's see. Crop tops and capri pants were big not for the girls. Not for me. No? Thank you. I like the bottom <laughs> half of my shirt just fine. That's right. you like, there's a, it's $2 a yard and you got about 75 cents worth of material. <laughs> <laughs> Old Navy was the favorite place to shop. Still is for a lot of people. Hawaiian shirts were in. The neon of the 80s and the 90s was out. And pastels were in. And straight hairstyles on women. That goth look was coming in. Not related to the straight oh hairstyles. My. But the darker makeup and the clothing and all that. And that was really because of the music. Music had, in the, remember in the 90s, you know, grunge. when grunge came in. Mm-hmm. And then the goth trend came. And everybody started dressing uh, a lot different. And uh, so it was kind of crazy time. Yeah. But that was 1999. Well, well, thus exit the century. Yes, right? that's right. I, I don't know if we're going to start with 2000 or maybe the double lots. I don't, I don't know. Probably not. We'll see what happens. But we're going to be back here on Monday morning for Monday Morning Motivation. It is going to be our 100th episode. Episode 100. We hope that you'll join us for that. Yeah. Oh, and Michelle Mickey in the house I right am, here at the end. Yeah, she agrees with me. No crop tops. <laughs> I still like the bottom half of my shirt. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, we love you guys. We love you. Even if we don't really know you that well we really love you and we really mean that because jesus loves you so much and because we want to have the love of christ in us we love you too you matter so much to the lord and thus you matter to us so whatever you're going through you're not going through it alone have a great resurrection sunday happy easter to you all and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the other side of it he is alive he is risen spoiler alert he's gonna raise god bless you guys love you we'll see you soon bye-bye bye for now Thanks for tuning into the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. You can catch up on previous episodes, find links to our social pages, and drop us a line at our website, thegoodmorningshow.tv. Thanks for listening.